From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors is here. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, how are you? Good. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hello. Hello. How are I, you doing today? I'll tell you what. It's cooler guys, in here than it is outside right now. I can tell you that. Yeah. We're just happy to be anywhere that's uh, air conditioned. <laughs> that's right. And especially after spending all week as hot as it's been. Brock, your guys have got to be melting. It, it's not fun. Out of nowhere, you know, the, the last few weeks, the last month, last two months, we've been booked out about a week, week and a half when yeah. it comes to installs, which yeah. is, is pretty comfortable. You know, we're not complaining about that. Uh, but what was it, about a week ago, week and a half ago, the humidity came back, the heat came back. Right. And, and we broke two company records in sales uh, in a week. Yeah. Uh, and just out of nowhere, we're booked four to five weeks out right now. It's as soon as the weather hits and the musty smells and the heat are just really impacting the, the top floor of the house, yes. our, our phone's lit up. Unbelievable. All right. Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me, Rhonda Interiors. So, how are things? Are you busy? Things are busy. I'm just like Brock. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said something to me off the air. I wonder what have you repeated about people who are in... The home, home business. Home business. If you're a contractor of any type. Yes. Anything to do with home. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not busy, then I think you might be doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. Because I think everybody's busy. It's hard. I think you could ask any homeowner yeah. who's looking to have work done and ask them how hard has it been to find somebody to do it and do it within a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. They're probably going to go impossible. If they can yeah. book you next week, that means nobody else wants them. I mean, is that At, possible? Pretty much. Or they're not doing something right. You wow. know, that's that's pretty much correct. You know, like somebody calls me right now and wants something done. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm four weeks out probably to even meet with you. Wow. Uh, you know, so, and then like my construction team is out like till like November. Wow. Yeah. You know, that, that's just how... <laughs> It's just uh, it's just how people are, yeah. my, myself included. We, we wait until the last minute, right? right? Mm-hmm. So they, they wait to call us till it's really, really hot. If right. they called us in February, I can get them in pretty quickly and oh, do, sure. it, do yeah. it for a very reasonable price. Right, right. You, you don't have to worry about the guys falling, falling out, out in you know, the attic. Sweating right. too badly up there. But this time of year, you know, when the... A lot of a lot of homeowners are doing home renovations right now. Right, uh, I know for a fact that Rhonda is working a beautiful attic renovation for yeah. one of her customers. This is the time of year a lot of people start on their projects, which is strange to me. Again, I would do it in in the fall, yeah. in mm-hmm. October, November when it's nice and comfortable. But it's yeah. it's pretty common summer. Soon as summer hits, and I assume Rhonda, part of that is that you're calling Brock. About insulation. Yep, I need insulation on this job. So, who she, else am I going to call? Of course, I'm going to call Brock. <laughs> she needs it. She needs it done quickly because otherwise, her people are going to collapse in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk to me about an attic project. What does that entail? Well, this particular client, they just bought this house, yeah. and it's it's a brand new house. I mean, but a lot of it, I think it's like 800 square feet, did not get finished off, and for their purposes. <sighs> They need it to be finished off. They needed another bedroom. It's already plumbed for a bathroom. It's a pretty easy, um, an easy renovation, really. Yeah. It's an easy closing this up. The plumbing's already there. 
according to my electricians, the electrical is going to be very simple because it's all open. Yeah. I think Brock, he, he just told me something that needed to be done to pass code. So I'll, you know, turn that over to the framer and let yeah. them know that. But, you know, other than that, it, it's pretty easy. It's yeah. pretty easy. So this is a client that I'm also helping, you know, with furniture and, and all that in our home as well. Ah, so it's a lot going on in this house. We talk about yeah. Rhonda Benvy Plummer as a, really a jack of all trades, but you've you've really got from soup to nuts figured out in the decorating and home construction area. Yeah, that's pretty much, I always like to kid around and go, I know a little bit about a lot. Right. And I, I know just enough where you can't mess with me. In other and, words, you can't you can't bull me. You know what I mean? Like right. if I got a plumber at my house and I didn't know him, he he probably wouldn't be able to pull a fast one on me. I know just enough. Good for you. <laughs> right. Good for you. Yeah. And and in that position, you can do like you're doing for these customers. That is everything from helping them pick out furniture to renovating or finishing off exactly what was an attic but it's really an attic bonus room right and it really is just an attic i mean it's like a bonus room and a bedroom and a bathroom yeah uh, but yeah so you know she called me in um and i drew out the plans for this unfinished space and all that so i'm able to draw those out where they can turn them over for permitting right and all that so i pretty much can do it all for her if somebody had a space that needed to be either renovated or like this finished up you're the person to call i'm the person you're the person mm-hmm. okay and and what about this whole picking out furniture yeah i did tell you me how it. you got into that right so you know i used to have a furniture store you right. know so you know kind of furniture and design kind of all goes together right i'm a little bit more um I guess privileged as a designer to have all the furniture lines and stuff that I have because you know when you when you are getting to be a dealer in all different types of furniture you have to either have them on the you know floor you've got to show them before that company will allow you to buy it at yes. wholesale prices you know um, that's what market is all about when you go to high point market and then yeah. twice a year but I'm very fortunate in that aspect because I have all of those lines. Just because I closed up my furniture store doesn't mean that I don't still have those lines. I have them all. So, you know, if you want anything from, you know, a sofa to to dining table, um, any kind of side tables, you know, credenzas, um, bedroom suits, mirrors, lamps, accessories, window treatments, fabrics, wallpaper, rugs carpet flooring right. i have all of that we've talked mm-hmm. about the fact that the most desperate people you are ever going to meet not used car salesmen but sofa salespeople. <laughs> <laughs> you just go in and it's it's like lord of the flies because they're all like can i help you yeah. no i just want to look at what you have okay right six feet later next guy can I help you? Right. Is anybody helping you? They are ready to assist. I'm very I, I fortunate that I, I understand that uh, they're desperate. Yeah. They want to sell. They want they want to sell. Yeah. I get that. And I'm very fortunate when it comes to uh, the lines that I do carry because I've carried them for a long, long time. Um, I know they're good products. Right. I know they're made right here in the U.S. of A. Right good. here in North Carolina, actually. Good. And you know, I I've sat and studied every one of those sofas, and part of a um, a relationship between a customer and a designer's trust. 
Yes. You know, so I know the perfect sofa is if the man is six foot tall and the woman's five foot tall. Amen. I know the perfect sofa and I know how it fits and I know how it sits. You know, so a little bit of that is trust. Right. You know, and then once they say, okay, I love that sofa, then I have all the fabrics and we have a fabric party and we kind of go from there. (laughs) The good thing is it's done right there in your house. Yes. I'm able to see the colors of your house, how the lighting hits those fabrics. You might think it's beige in the store, and you get it home, and it's really kind of purple, you know, because of the way the lighting hits it. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, so you always have to bring anything that has color, whether it's white, black. Some blacks can look blue in your lighting. You know, you always need to bring them into your lighting. That is just like rule number one in design. Really? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. You can't just go to the store, pick it out, and say, yep, no. home. They could have fluorescent lights in there, which turns everything purple. You know, so, you know, that looks totally different. Have you ever looked at your skin under fluorescent lights versus a regular light? Yep. You look more gray, muty. It's horrible. Like, women hate fluorescent lighting, you know, when it comes to, like, makeup and, you know, stuff like that. So, it does the same thing to fabrics. So, right. you always need to bring things into your lighting. Your natural lighting, the way it's coming in to the windows, it come in, is it north, south, east, west? It makes a difference with the way color looks. What are people looking at for design features these days? I, I, is the country still in? Is it kind of is. More modern farmhouse. I modern farmhouse. I think straight simplistic color is coming back i think little flashes of color like when we went to market we finally saw some color for many years we didn't see color um i think very straight simplistic not frou-frou which is one of my words frou-frou is one of my words frou-frou spell that uh f-r-u f-r-u what is the what is the definition of frou-frou like very ornate fancy you know just you know okay you know I don't even know how else to explain it. It's, it's all in my head. Yeah. But um, but think simple, simplistic. Doilies, doilies would be frou-frou. Okay. Yeah, doilies would be a little frou-frou. There would be lampshades with little dangly things on them. Frou-frou, yes. You got frou-frou. it. See? This is the, or what this is, anybody remembers Little House on the Prairie. Right. The Ingalls <laughs> were not frou-frou. No. no. But that stuck-up family that ran the hardware store they were that, totally fruitful. They might have been fruitful. I think that's Mrs. accurate. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Something or other. So think about like, uh, even like when it gets to say artwork on a wall. Yeah. You know, when I say simplistic, yes. it might be that you're putting, like say it's a long wall, like two really big pieces of artwork, right. bunch of, you know, instead of a lot of little pieces kind of collaged together. Yeah. You know, because that makes it more busy. So things are a little bit more simplistic. So think big, larger scale, and less of it. And we've talked about my family. We go from you know, one set of the family that's sort of country, sort of farmhouse chic. Right. And we get the 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 stuff that I, I call it, even if we don't buy it there. What is that place? Um, uh, name rhymes. Uh Hobby Lobby. Okay, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. Right. There's Hobby Lobby, but here's what you do. We, my wife will buy Hobby Lobby stuff, artwork, whatever, and then we'll put right next to it real-life things that are actual antiques. Right. And it looks, uh, just it, to me, it's a wonderful style. Yeah. You we'll can, put some old radios in the corner, you know. 
it's personal to you. You know, it's like it's special to you. And that's your home always needs to be special. You know, I think that some people think that designers are going to come in and tell you to get rid of everything. If they do, that's not the right designer for you. Right. If you have special pieces, then a good designer is going to know how to incorporate them. You might have to be a little flexible with them, maybe maybe changing the hardware on it or maybe right. even refinishing them, you know, or something like that. But I usually can make it work somewhere. I noticed something the other day. I was going to ask Brock about it. Brock, I assume it's your house and your company. You actually own ladders. Many, many ladders. Okay. <laughs> Do you own any ladders that lack the construction acumen, that they're not strong enough to hold a person? Uh, no, that would defeat the purpose. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any blankets that hang on those ladders? <laughs> I know where he's going with this one. And the blankets, this is a Rhonda, we gotta, you got to explain this to me. All right. The blankets are not large enough to cover any decent area of me. They're throws. They're throws. They're throws. Yeah. Yes, they're not blankets. If they're small, they're throws. They're throws. Good, good to put your feet under, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Wrap your feet up or put around your shoulders just if you're a little chilly. And they hang mm-hmm. on the ladder. And the ladder's probably a leaning ladder. It is a wall. leaning ladder. Mm-hmm. It's not attached to anything. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a new version of a quilt rack. Quilt rack. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Helping Rhonda Interiors is here, along with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. You want to call us up about a project? Our number, 919-860-9783 on Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Rhonda Ben V. Plummer from Helby Rhonda Interiors is on along with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Chance of thunderstorms at about 30% this afternoon, but up to uh, 80% by tomorrow. Yeah, I noticed that the rain yesterday didn't even cool things off. It still it stayed hot. It, oh, it was miserable. And yeah. we had, we had, I'll tell you what, we had thunderstorms that brought no rain yesterday. Yeah. It yeah. just rolled through. It and poured. We <laughs> didn't really. It poured. In in Garner, I've got I've got family that that came up to visit from Texas this yes. week for the the fourth. They're still with us now. They're actually back at my house painting my deck. Uh, I didn't ask them to do that. That was yeah. their idea. But that's and it is just a miserable day to be outside Seriously. painting right, right. now. Um, but it you know yesterday just. We got a lot of thunderstorms in right. Garner, a lot of noise. It finally rained kind of later on in the afternoon. But right. even when it was just starting to rain, I walked two trash bags out to the to the curb. And yeah. by the time I got back, I was just sweating profusely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the sun wasn't even out. It was just a hot, humid day. Uh, but that's one of the reasons our phones are, are absolutely blowing up right now, is everybody out there agrees with me. Yes, that's too want And they want to take steps to prevent it from affecting their living space. Well, they should have moved to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, I realize that I cannot complain about the weather in North Carolina. I certainly can't complain about the heat or the climate. Right. I went to see my daughter over the 4th. And yeah. She lives in San Diego, and oh, it's yeah. like the perfect weather. Is it really? It's like no humidity, 75 degrees, a little chilly at night, just enough to put on a little jacket, and then, you know, rinse and repeat. 
I mean, it's exactly the same the next day. I mean, it's just perfect weather. Unbelievable. All right. So it is about 86 degrees on the thermometer, more than 100 on the heat index, the real feel. Yep. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Run to Interiors. What other projects are you, are you into these days? Lots of projects. Lots of remodels, yeah. for sure. I mean, I think people are staying put. You right. know, they're not selling. The interest rates are deterring people from, you know, selling what they got yep. to buy something at a higher interest rate. You know, even people are deciding to age in place a little bit more, too. So yes. lots of remodels going on because of those factors. You know, they're like, okay, well, we'll just make this house the way we want it. Right. And, you know, they got equity. You know, the prices obviously went up around here as far sure. as how um, valuable the house is. So they've got equity in their homes, and they're taking advantage of they're it. They're pulling equity out of the house to, to repair the home or yep. do renovate the home. Add exactly. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. most of us that bought several years ago were financed in the twos or the threes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, from all the realtors that I work with are, yes. are telling me that they're up into the seven and eights yes. at this point. That's so a huge difference. It's a massive difference. So mm-hmm. it's, it's almost a, a better option to... To take out a, an equity loan. Sure. Well, I don't know. Do you have to refinance if you do an equity loan? Mm-mm. No. All right. No, no, so no. as long as you don't have to refinance at a different interest rate, if right. you're able to do an equity loan, look, you're you're adding square footage to a house that is increasing in value by the square foot sure. every year. So even if you're able to add on, you know, three, 400 square feet, add a, 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 a third or a fourth bedroom. Yeah. You're probably getting all that money back the minute you, you sell that property. So what are the problems associated with adding another bedroom? There's no or, problem. No problem? <laughs> well, sometimes you can't do well, it. You know, maybe people are already at their max. Right. People on a septic tank, sometimes that's a problem because yeah. septic tanks, you know, um, have a limit. It would be, okay, this septic tank is for Three bedroom, yep. two bathhouse. Oh, right. You right. know, so septic tank. So that means if you wanted to add on, you might have to get a bigger septic tank, which that makes price go up a lot. In, right? in my neighborhood, they decided that the septic tank was perfect right there, right there at the bottom of the steps. <laughs> I mean, it's to the right a right. little bit. But, right. you know, we walked down, and as we, Brock and I joked, it's a seven and a half foot septic tank and a six foot hole. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that that there's a mound over there, you know. The grass so, uh, is greener there. It's well, the grass is greener <laughs> there, but but I can't. And of course, you got the leach field and everything. You, right. you got to hire somebody who knows what they're doing. You, you do to build so, in my neighborhood. So, I think that uh, a lot of people too just they know that they want to stay put, and they know that the house is not working for them, but they don't know what to do. Um, in other words, they, you know, well, you know how it is when you live in a space for so long, you just can't see anything else, right. you know, the normal, you know, so that's why I'm getting a lot of calls about that, you know, to come in and go, you know, this is what we'd like to do. This right. is what we need, but we don't know how to do it, you know? And so that's kind of, you know, what I'm doing. So to see if something that they're wanting is possible. And you're going to talk them, I don't want to say talk them into you're going to talk to them about removing walls? Yes. So maybe if if they're needing another bedroom, yeah. but you know, they can't they can't go out and they can't go deeper. You know, right. the lot lines are at their max, you know, cuz you do have certain lot lines. So it's like I'm trying to figure out how space can be rearranged to get them what they need. 
Right. Got a phone caller on line number one. Welcome. I know you're from Raleigh. What is your first name? Skip. Skip. Skip, what can I do for you? Um, I, I have a question for each of them. I know it's 128 if there's a... Oh, I wouldn't worry about or something. You just I'm, worry. I'm wait through I am the guy who's the timekeeper. Skip, you just start to ask your question. We'll run out the clock on the news guy, and then we'll we'll keep it going. So talk no to me, Skip. Question, question for Brock. Yes, sir. Um, our home's 43 years old. Um, blown a, a, a single-story home and, until Rhonda comes, and then she'll want to make it a... Uh, a two-story home with um, <laughs> an additional thousand square feet, but that's a different story. Um, uh, um, we have blown-in insulation, and then decades ago, we blew in some additional fiberglass insulation. Um, two years ago, the Duke Energy uh, audit folks came, and they said everything's great. Um, we'd recommend you put a tent over the pull-down stairs, which we did. But I'm suspicious after that much time, does insulation mat down and its insulating value become less is their value in calling you guys to say come and take a look actually yeah you're you're pretty accurate there so blown in insulation is what they refer to as a deteriorating insulation yeah. so you know you'll blow it when, for example when we blow in insulation in an attic we we blow it up to r42 now code is r38 but yeah. we blow it up to R42 because we know it's eventually going to settle, and we want it to settle down to about an R38. Now, you lose about an ha uh, half an inch of insulation value per year due to the product deteriorating. That's why if you go up into your attic and you turn all the lights off and you turn on a flashlight, you see tons of insulation floating around in front of your flashlight. Yeah. Well, that, that insulation has been deteriorating, is now going airborne, turning into dust, and settling. Yeah. Okay, so if you had the insulation blown in, you said about 10 years ago? Oh, at least. The, uh, the house was built 43 years ago, so some, and probably two to three decades ago. It could be 20, 30 years ago. All right, we've got, we got very limited time. But Skip, you're willing to hang on. Yeah, hang tight. Hang tight. We're going to get you the answer, I'll, and then you're, I'll hang. I'll get you a question also answered by Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. This is called Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great on WPTF. With Rhonda Benvy Plummer, Help Me Rhonda Interiors, Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier, and Skip from Raleigh. All right. Did you... Did you did, well, so... He's blown in insulation after a decade. Yeah. And has lost some of its insulation value. Insulation. Yeah. Right. Uh, so what does he do? So the, so the rest of the question for Brock is then if you guys came, you're not going to blow in R42. You're going to blow in up our 42 and if we've got already 28 or something you would just touch up to that value correct we call that a top off oh, yeah. yeah so if we're topping off your insulation it's it's actually not as expensive as a lot of people think yeah where it gets expensive is if you have you know three inches of insulation and i have to go in there and blow in 12 sure so oh, yeah 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 doing a top off is is much easier and i normally tell people you typically want to top off about every 10 years Okay. Um, now, depending right. on the, the quality of insulation, there are a lot of blown-in insulations out there that are very poor quality, and they deteriorate at a faster rate. 
Okay, so right. if you bring yeah. out a company, just make sure that they're blowing in a quality insulation, uh, and then you would really only need to do a top-off about every 10 years. How do you know it's, it's a quality? you guys would do, speaking of quality. Uh, yes, we, we only carry quality products. I, I try to avoid any of the lesser quality. Uh, Owens Corning, obviously, is a, a very good product. PRI is a very good insulation product. Uh, so we, we typically only carry the best of the best, mainly because we want our customers to be happy. Sure. You know, the, the last yeah. thing I want is for them to spend money with us. We blow it in, and then three years later, it's deteriorated and is gone. Yeah, yeah, They're going to yeah. be very unhappy with, with the whole process. So uh, we try to carry sure. the top of the line. We do free estimates. So whenever you're ready, just go to trianglerradiantbarrier.com, reach out to us. We'll set up one of our inspectors to come out and measure the depth and work you up an estimate on, on what it would take to top it off. And is it terribly disruptive or not so much, blowing it in uh, to, the, to the rest of the house? And No, it's not very disruptive at all. Now, my guys will lay down blankets from the door all the way to the attic access. Yeah. So that way, uh, you know, any loose insulation, we can make sure to get caught in the blankets. Uh, blowing it in the attic, there's a tube that will run through the living space up the attic uh, entrance. Uh, we, we try to keep it very clean. Uh, you're not going to be getting a lot of insulation coming down, but even after uh, my guys are finished, they're going to go through and they're going to use a shop vac and a vacuum and make sure to vacuum up any particles that did fall. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. And and a quick question for Rhonda. And, and I was only partly joking about, you know, we are reluctant to have Rhonda come only because we know how we are and yeah. we're the kind of, well, as long as you're here, people. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. You know, I go to the Toyota dealer to buy tires and come out with a RAV4. Right. And, yeah, I want to uh, see you, know, you in, in Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so, so we have a sofa that is uh, a sleeper sofa and it's a mess and we haven't replaced oh, yeah. it because we had a cat who loved to uh, pick the uh, fabric. Um, sadly, the cat is now gone and so now mm. it's time. Um, and process come to the store with a picture or do we need to schedule um, someone to actually come? It depends on what you want. So it's like not everybody wants a designer, right? You know, they're kind of that do-it-yourself people. So I have both. So if you do not want a designer and you just want a sofa, then you can make an appointment with my assistant who is always at my design center, Yeah. right? And she can help you pick out fabrics, pick out a sofa, you know, and kind of do that. Um, you would not be meeting with me at all. And then you could always yeah. check out the, the fabrics, which I highly suggest, and take them to your home you know, and kind of look at them. If you That's are okay. like want a designer and you want a little bit more information about, you know, what goes in your house and what works together, you know, and all of that, then you would set up an appointment with me. And then I could go ahead and bring, when I come, bring all the fabrics and we could sit there and pick something out when I come. So sure. we actually have, I actually have two sofas that might be in that category where we didn't want to do anything until we were um, animalless for a little while. So, well, right. skip, skip. You got a bunch of questions you got to answer. Are you prepared to get another animal? <laughs> uh, it was only last week, so it's oh a sorry to hear that. for my wife, and so um, you know, she yes, uh, very cheerfully told me one evening it's time and yes. i knew what that meant and so i took care of it uh, or the vet took care of it but sorry um, yeah right. i think we're a little fragile yet to yes. exactly um so a lot uh, of the furniture companies have uh, and we have four grandchildren and so mm-hmm. we've got plenty of 
chaos in the house without um, another um, without another thing to add to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So one of the things that would be important for you, it sounds like, especially with grandkids around and possibly getting another um, pet, is you know you want a good fabric and a, the. The companies of the upholstery companies that I carry have what they call performance fabrics. Yeah. And so they are very, um, I always kid around and say they're a plastic bottle because they're really like polypropylenes, acrylics, polyester. Yeah. They've got like a stain resistant wear, you know, like 50,000 rub, you know, wear testing. And so they're really good fabrics um, right off the bat, you know, so that you know that you're getting something that's going to last and kind of hold up to kids and animals. Nothing really holds up to a a kitty cat that likes to pick. um, Yeah, we have new floors from Craig the Floor Guy, and so a nuclear blast, someone will walk around saying, well, how how is that stuff still here? Uh, (laughs) So that's the kind of stuff we need for our house, for sure. And and Skip, i got to ask you... Hugely helpful. Do you need a sleeper sofa to replace the other one? No. No, because then that will invite even more grandchildren to come. (laughs) It's easier to say, I'm so sorry, we just don't have room. We're full. (laughs) Wow. It'll also make it a lot easier. There's not a lot of really high-end, nice sleeping couches. But if you don't need a sleeping couch, you just want a couch, that opens up yeah. a... Yeah, there's, a, there's such yeah. an upgrade to get a good sleeper sofa yeah. that people are like, mm, you know, because to get no, the really no, good mattress. Yeah. I mean, I got them, but they, it really costs you a big upgrade, you yeah. know, to get a really good mattress. Yep. No, no, we don't need to go there uh, and don't want to go there. So yeah. All good. Right. And we love our grandchildren, by the way. Don't let me... No, no, no. Yeah. You just want them to sleep somewhere else. Under the age of, well, they're four active kids under the age of 11. So, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, <coughs> How did they, well, they always say that that's the morning. reason you want to become that? a grandparent is because you can send them back home. <laughs> well, again, thank you guys so much. This is hugely helpful, and I will be in tech. Thank you, Skip. <laughs> thank Sounds you. Good, Skip. Good thank call. you. And, and how do you like the Bye floors now. from uh, Craig the Floor Guy? Um, they are amazing. Yeah. They are absolutely we, um you know, replacing parquet and sheet nylon, we yes. thought we'd have to re- um, do all the um, um, asbestos stuff, and we yes. had the floors tested, and sure enough, and Craig said, this is no big deal. We can put two more layers down before he has to deal with that. He was just amazing, and That's good. his installers are, are the key. I mean, Craig came to our house, and he was great, and took uh, some of the tomatoes we were growing, and uh, so feed him tomatoes, and he'll do good things for you. <laughs> but the installers were um, amazing, uh, and they just... Um, they did an awesome job. Um, I, I was just amazed at how quickly things go. You know, yes. When you, you know, do it yourselfers like me. Um, you know, I've come to learn that if rock comes and I volunteer to help, it'll cost more. So, yes. um, <laughs> Amen. I know uh, my limits, or I'm learning them. All right, Skip. Thank you. Thank you, Skip. Appreciate you, you listening. Guys. This is making your home great. FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF. Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier and Rhonda Benvy Plummer have helped me run the interiors. One thing, my wife went out and bought recliner sofas. Okay, uh-huh. I mean, she had one sofa, but it's two chairs to recline and one in the center mm-hmm. that nobody sits w- on. Wants to sit in anyway. No, no, no. Nobody wants that kind of togetherness. All right. <laughs> Cup holders in between. Oh, my goodness mm-hmm. gracious. <laughs> the only thing is, Rhonda, I want when you're looking at your sofas, consider the fact that sometimes people have to get up out of them quickly. Right. And the motor that reclines on this. <laughs> right. 
not only goes really slowly, but it makes a noise <laughs> reminiscent of some other noise. And it's just, it's vinyl on vinyl. A little yes. embarrassing, I'm is it? Leave you the, yeah. <laughs> leave you with that earful. All right. So talk, talk to me about the lines you do have. Oh, let's say I'm a full Bassett dealer. Yeah. Um, which which is nice. They they've got really nice things, and yeah. you know they're made right in Bassett, Virginia. So pretty much all their stuff is you know made right here in the USA. Sure. Um, King Hickory is yeah. one of my upholstery lines, made in Hickory, North Carolina. I've probably been carrying them for about I don't know twenty years or so, and um, they to me they are like. You can't beat the quality for what yeah. they cost, right? And and how they are. They're it's a good, 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 good. What so is that a, called again? King Hickory. King Hickory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there are my two main upholstery lines. Right. It's King Hickory and Bassett. So King Hickory is made like the old way. That's kind of hard to beat. Eight way hand tied. You know, system. You yeah. know, your spring system. Um, just good stuff. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I got a question. This is kind of out of left field, but a, a personal question. Mm-hmm. So what if a, a homeowner has a uh, sofa? We'll just use a sofa. And uh, the sofa's in good shape. The uh, the pads are not, you know, the, or what were the cushions. Right. The cushions are not in good shape. Are you better off at that point reaching out to the manufacturer to try to get more? Or are you capable of custom making new cushions for an existing couch? A good upholsterer can remake cushions. Okay. Um, if it's a pretty, you know, like not too old of a sofa, right? Then I would reach out to the manufacturer because my, lots of times there's warranty on those cushions. You know, so I know like King Hickory has like a three-year warranty on their cushions. Okay. You know, so and each cushion is very specific to the style of the sofa, obviously, yes. right? You know, so you need to know, you know, what sofa you have, you know, style number, you know, all that good stuff. But it's worth reaching out to the manufacturer because it could be under or under warranty, right. depending on what it is. Um, if not, if it's an older sofa and everything seems to be in, you know, in good condition, like the fabric is still in good condition and all yeah. that, then a good upholsterer can, can like, redo those okay. by, like, pattern. Yeah, our, yeah, yeah. We spent a fortune on our couch. It was yes. when we now it's about a five year old couch mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um, but the couch is in very good shape. But you know we're we're sitting on it all the time, and the mm-hmm. cushions are losing some of that oomph that, yes. that comes with the new one. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I were talking about the other day, trying to find out. Okay, so how do we, you know, how could we do this? So that actually answers a couple of questions. There, I appreciate are, that. Well, what you got to remember, yeah. but most of the most of cushions that the standard cushions and a lot of furniture lines are foam. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. so foam gives out. Right. I always try to get my clients to upgrade their cushions. So um, spring down is probably one of my favorites. So think of a mattress. So it's like got the springs in the center, so it keeps it shape. Yeah, it's wrapped in foam, and then you know the down is wrapped over that. Yeah. So those to me keep their shape the best. You keep them flipped. It's just like a mattress, right? right. You know, you keep it flipped. Yeah. Um, Bassett has this new one that's like a memory foam. And my clients are really loving that. And it is so comfortable. So it bounces back, you know, the memory foam kind of cushion. Does it bounce back fast enough that 
people, I mean, we say memory foam, uh-huh. but it, it doesn't remember that you've been sitting on it. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it, it's really nice. Really? Yeah, it's really nice. Okay. Yeah. To the point where you'll yeah. fall asleep immediately. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking of turning around and saying, wow, is that what I look like? <laughs> is that possible? Is that how wide my hips are? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, no, I will tell you something, Brock, about refinishing. We did this with one of our chairs. And we went to a reputable place, and you know they, they all kind of look like they're, you know, they're, they're a hole in the wall. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's, it's more storage than it is creativity. less overhead. Less overhead. You don't know how soft your cushion is until you've replaced it, and they've done it just in foam, and the foam is firm. It's really firm. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't cushion down. It doesn't at all. give. Right. Mm-mm. So you gotta, uh, yeah, you gotta talk to them about that. All right, I'm gonna have to look and into I, this. I always say to you know my clients, you know, a budget. Everybody has a budget, yeah. right? Maybe they were redoing their living room, and I always say, put your money where your behind's going to sit. Yes. You know, we can go cheaper on the coffee table, go cheaper on the end tables, go cheaper on little yeah. ottomans, you know, or something that you're gonna pop your feet up on. Yes. But don't cheap out on where you're going to sit all the time because it is going to wear out right it is right. going to wear out right. you know so that's where you really want to put your quality well this is sometimes we uh, end the program with Rhonda, and my wife has been criticized for for things but i want everybody to know that Rhonda benvy plumber of help me Rhonda interiors has retroactively enforced or agreed with my wife <laughs> On the new sofa, she's she, she put her money. She put my money where our behinds go. Exactly. So, all, right, all yeah. right, very good advice. Brock Hemmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. We've got more of the show coming up in just a moment on FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, making your home great, a two-hour show. So what are we doing second hour? Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. Got a specific lawn question. Uh, Jeff would be the guy to call. And we and got Joel Worsham with uh, oh, Comfort First Services. Well, Joel's in the hallway. That's right. Oh, my gosh. All right, good. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Rhonda, what colors are looking good these days? You are name people- it. Yellow color is back. Really? Blue, blue has gotten blue's popular. Very hot. The navies, blues, any type of blue is really hot right now. Just color, 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 color. Yeah. Like, um, I think the world is kind of your oyster. There is no wrong, right now. I would say blues are very popular. Green, yeah. Greens are very popular. Um, the corally reds are very popular. Mustard yellows vivid mustard yellow wow the mustard yellows are yellow. back are they all right can you get can you put like ketchup red accents against against a mustard colored wall mm-hmm. yeah you could for sure but i'll tell you a navy and the mustard yellows look really good together they yes. are yes mm-hmm. how about wall um uh wallpaper wallpaper's hot is yep. it really yeah I, I had an appointment yesterday Five different spaces of wallpaper. The house was is really big, wow. but five different spaces of wallpaper. That's what I did yesterday. And people are choosing wallpaper. Why they want it really fancy looking? I 
probably, I don't know if it's fancy or just different. You know, like when you have, like this house I went to yesterday, for instance. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a 6,000 square foot house. And when all the walls are just painted, it's kind of blah. Right. Right. Sure. So they just wanted, a, you know, a little oomph. Okay. Right. You know, and some of like the bathrooms, um, one like the bedroom wall, you know, a bonus room wall. Accent you walls. Know, just accent walls. Yep. You know, just that little bit of extra. Well, I mean, you can mm-hmm. paint it, but now you got a solid color yeah. in most cases. And a right. lot of these new uh, wallpapers, you know, it's solid navy blue, but sure. then there might be a, a white design in right. there. Or, or just or a f- texture. It's just yeah. much different, and it looks really, really good. We're not talking about the wallpaper from the 60s and no, 70s. we're not. I know a the, lot of people who regret wallpaper mis- mistakes from the 60s and 70s. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's because, first of all, the the glues now that are used on quality wallpaper yep. are so much different. You know, think, think about... Um, you know the sticky note the sticky note glue has been has been developed you know yeah. since then so there's the glues have come a long way <laughs> number two is you just got to make sure that it's installed correctly that's the number one thing in yeah, other words this? there's a sizing you have to sizing. put sizing on what does the wall that mean? it's a special product that gets painted on the wall it's yeah. like a primer for wallpaper right that gets painted on the wall so that when it's time to remove that wallpaper it just comes off better it just sure. comes off easy. It should just peel right off if you know how to take down wallpaper. Really? So, it, I mean, I've had people, like, put their wallpaper right straight on drywall wall. No. Mm-mm. Then you're going to have a problem. You've got to size it. You've got to put it on correctly, or you're going to have that problem. And and what they're going to be doing a certain period from now is up there with the hot water and the whole messy thing. Right. And scraping. That's not, yeah. that's not, if you don't you're have doing to, that. You, you do not have to do that. It's not as hard now if you do it correctly. Right. Right. You know, so like my, my wallpaper installer, he does it correctly. Right. I know he does. I know there's wallpaper installers out there that do not. So you need to make sure that when you hire a wallpaper installer that they're doing it correctly. We've talked a lot about other people on the show. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, and you just brought it up again mm-hmm. and Brock has brought it up. This fellow, Skip, who just called us, he needed a top off mm-hmm. on his, and you said, well, it's going to be less expensive because he's only going to add, no, a few know, inches. Three, yeah. three, four inches. There are some people charging full full bore. Oh, yeah, we got to do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, they, we have two different price points. We have top offs and then full blow ins. Sure. And, and I, I can admit that we have seen many of our, um, our competition's estimates yeah. from from our customers that said, oh, we had these companies come out and give us estimates. You guys were priced the best. We're going with you. And I'll always ask, can, can I see them? Because I'm always very interested to find yes. out what my competition is doing to people, right? Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I see a lot. They, they charge full-blown in. Yep. There is no secondary top-off cost. And, you know, to your average homeowner, they don't know the difference. And, and really... They're not going to know when the project is done, whether you topped everything off and made it the right level, if they check it out. 
Uh, and they yeah. won't know, right? Yeah. They're lo- not going to know anything different. They can't inspect it and say, oh, yeah, they just put so many square feet in there. Yeah, they can go up there with a ruler and try to try to measure the depth. But, sure. you know, when we do blown-in jobs, the first thing my guys do is they do paper rulers throughout the attic. We actually mount them to the ceiling joist, yeah. and they're sticking straight up in the attic. So yes. as we're blowing in insulation... You can go up there and look around and say, okay, I've got 13 inches of insulation everywhere. Right. That's how my guys gauge making sure it's level and making sure that we're getting to the appropriate depth sure. needed. Those are, and unfortunately, again, a lot of our competition doesn't. They go in there and blow it in and, all right, we're done. Bye. And this brings up a great point. What's that? Most homeowners don't know how to compare apples to apples. They mm. just don't know how. Yep. You know, they're not in this business. So right. when you get somebody like Brock, who who knows a, a little bit about everything, he's kind of like me, <laughs> right? He knows a little bit about everything. Yeah. You know, and get them to kind of look over things for you, a, a non-biased party. You're right. It is, it's worth a million bucks, you know, because I see it all the time. Like, I'll go into clients, and they're getting ready to do something, and they've got three bids from a builder, you know, or whatever, and they're like, you know, why are the prices so different? So I'm able to kind of break it down for them. Well, yep. why you know, are the this prices is why. different? Because why? builders are come in and they want to get the job. Yeah. And they're like giving them a bid that might be labor only. and But they don't say that so much. They might put in like a $50 allowance for a faucet. <laughs> well, guess what? You can't buy a $50 faucet. Not okay. a good one. You know, no. so they're putting in such cheap allowances yeah. for things. So... The people don't understand that, and they're you know they're like, well, I'm gonna go with him because he's cheaper. Yeah. But this guy over here is more expensive. He's given a two hundred and fifty dollar allowance for the faucet. Right. So you you're not comparing apples to apples, and so that is a number one thing. I, I'll do that for some clients. I might not do anything else for them, but other than look at bids. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It happens because, a lot. Yeah, because they don't understand them. You know, they might help have me help them with a little bit of the plans or picking out things or whatever. Sure. But they just want a non-biased opinion on these quotes. And so because I'm in that business, I know how much faucets cost. I know how much tubs cost. I know what they cost. I'm right. able to help them go, this is more realistic. Right. right? And, and how about the, the people who promise, yeah, we're going to do this in a day? That, uh, no. No? No. Don't hire them. No. Because speed is not always what you're looking for. Speed is for. not what you're looking for. And and the other people who, you know, I have, I have issues with grab bars. Mm-hmm. I need to tear out my, you know, my shower and claps capsulation mm-hmm. and put in grab bars. But there are people who will say, "Yeah, I can install a grab bar in that shower." Can can you do that? Not not with it being sturdy. Yeah, it has to be studded. Yes. And you talk to uh, you talk to uh, 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 a couple of guys that have been on the show. Craig, the floor guy, yeah. has even talked about this. That a lot of these contractors go in there and just screw it into the the, the tile. Mm-mm. It's like the first time you grab that and put any weight on it, you're going to rip the tile off right. the wall. It has to be in a stud. Yes. And if you have that wall tiled. Finding yeah. a stud is going to be difficult. Sure. So there is a process to doing it correctly. Exactly. So All when right. we're redoing a bathroom, we put it in. We go ahead and bl- it's called blocking. Rhonda, blocking. how do we call you? How do we call you? 919-263-9054 and help me, Rhonda, interiors.com. Great pictures of projects you've already done. 
and options and ideas. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. All right. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. And I guess we've got a, a full house for the next hour. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, a hot sunny day. For now. And we've got, for now, Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware is here. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. Doing good. You, good. You, uh, you're busy out at the farm? At I am busy both at my farm and at the store. All right. We'll talk about something that goes specifically to you, but I've got a, a Joel Worsham comfort first heating and cooling question. Have things been busy? Uh, it blasted off last week. <laughs> yeah. It was one the of the HVAC? best weeks. Yeah. HVAC took off last week. Yeah. Unbelievable. The best, best week we've had. And I think they said in the history of our company, as far as uh, really? sales, it was, it was epic. Yeah, so I'm telling you, as soon yeah. as the heat and the humidity, we it did the same right. thing. We yeah. broke a company record last week. It's like the phones just exploded out of nowhere. Yeah, but are these people who are emergency situations where they don't have don't have uh, HVAC? No, I think, well, yes, that's that's the thing. But most of the, the situation is it's been so mild and, and nice this yeah. spring. Yeah. People knew that their air conditioner system was not functioning correctly. Right. And not efficient and not working. But yeah. it was, you know, we could have the windows up and with some fans on and we were comfortable. Yeah. Now yeah. the humidity is here and with the heat. And uh, it's kind of made the, you know, hey, let's get it done now. Yep. <laughs> now, Jeff Hastings is with Burke, Bro- uh, sorry, sorry. Joel Worsham is with Comfort First Heating and Cooling and the generator division. Yes, I but run the generator keep, division. But you keep an eye on what's going on at the HVAC. Well, we sit in the meetings and hear what everybody has to do and needs to do and what is doing. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> you you kind of know what's going on across the. I want to tell you a quick story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened in Wilson. Right. You guys move on. You do we do not do Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Yeah. In the air yeah. condition. In the yeah, air condition. Right. Yeah. yeah. Generators we do, but not in not in air condition. All right. So my daughter's HVAC went out, and I think we. Either contacted you, got some advice, whatever. We 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 contacted Comfort First Heating and Cooling, but they don't go out there. And she got a couple of she got an estimate, and then she got another estimate because the first estimate was for the complete replacement of her HVAC system, mm-hmm. seventeen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Next guy came in. No, you just need you need some chemical thrown into your system right 300 bucks wow same job one was a major project the other one was not one was a major replacement and the other one was a repair sounds like yeah yeah well definitely not an apples to apples can you know bid there as no, far as comparison but, but but what do you need what do you need to make your hvac run actually comfort first has done that for one of my customers yes um joel got me in contact with one of my favorite guys over there aj that, mm-hmm. that works in the hvac division of the company yeah i had a customer that his system was not working it was blowing hot air yeah uh, when it was supposed to be blowing cold air and he had gotten three or four bids and it was going to cost him fifteen thousand dollars to get this system replaced and while I was there, I said, hey, you know, why don't you reach out to AJ? He's a straight yeah. shooter. He's as honest as they come. You know, if it, if it needs to be replaced, he'll, he'll let you know. And it turns out it was a severely clogged P-trap yeah. that needed to be flushed out. And what do you know? System's working just fine. That's right. This I is mean, the thing like underneath the sink that's a the elbow sort of thing underneath a yeah, P-trap. It's the condensation drain line for the HVAC. And if that P-trap gets clogged, it's not draining, which means it's overheating and 
Now you're getting hot air instead of cold air. It was a very simple fix. Like a hundred dollar fix. But this poor customer <laughs> was about to drop ten or fifteen thousand right. dollars because he had been given bad information. Yeah. We're we're gonna have a show just on stuff like that. You know, home repair horror stories. I think we all have those stories. Yeah, we could, we you could see them daily. In. You hear them even on the generator side. Uh, we go to people's houses. That prime example, they have yeah. solar installed. Yes. Yep. And they may have spent fifty, sixty thousand dollars to have solar system, sure, uh, power grid system installed, and we go out there to install a, a generator a year or two later or within the year, and we look at it. And the system's not even active. It's not even running. Oh. No. Yeah, I mean, there's a a fuse blown or a, a switch offline or a, a breaker that was off on the inverter. And we're like, did you know this was not working? Well, no, I didn't. I was wondering why I was getting bills. <laughs> How would you know? Well, the homeowner wouldn't know unless they would open up the cabinets. But I don't think they need to open up those cabinets. But we open those cabinets up to make some type of uh, contact or relay connection sure. points so the two systems don't integrate together but work separately, and uh, we can see that these things are not functioning. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm just shocked, you know, that you see that. You know, they was installed. There's such a process when you're dealing with solar. It's not a turnkey project, obviously. Yeah. Once they install it, it may be months before it actually goes online for the power company to say it's okay to go ahead and turn it on, and they they are the ones that initiate that yeah. typically. But this system here was – initiated and, and online but at some point along had a fault or a problem and it was turned off and and nobody knew so that yeah. the homeowner had no idea that they were not getting any value out of that investment that's it's disappointing a, it's a decoy system is what it is it's I, I think by- i think there's many options just like generator <laughs> i think you can have options where they're monitored maybe is yes. what you need to look for because how would you know if your system is online other than waiting to your power bill and seeing that you weren't getting the savings that you thought. Sure. But there's obviously some integrated systems now that have options where you can have monitoring or some type of notification when something is not working correctly. By the way, I just want to put a plug for the guy to my left. If you are considering a solar project, please consider how much you can save on insulation in the attic before you buy the solar project. Yeah, there, do your research when it comes to energy management, yeah. energy shedding, energy conservation, because solar may not be your best investment in savings. Right? Uh, yeah, and, and, and look, I, I can't mention any of their names, um, but we work for... Can you tell, can you tell me what it rhymes with uh i cannot that <laughs> okay. would right. probably throw we we work for uh several solar companies in the area oh yeah and what a lot of these solar companies here in the area figured out is if we come in and we install a radiant barrier or a spray foam yes. or, or another form of high-grade insulation we're able to cut the kilowatt usage by 20 30 40 percent yes well, if you cut the kilowatt usage by 30 40%, you need less panels. Those panels are three or $4,000 a panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why you hear these people are spending fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 to get these solar systems put in. Well, a lot of the solar companies around here that 
have us come out and do their insulation for us and unwrap trucks mm-hmm. or subcontracted out, which is why I cannot you uh, mention any of their names. No, 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 you don't. Um, but they have realized by having us come in and just do a, a few thousand dollars worth of high grade insulation. Sure, you can cut the solar package by ten, fifteen grand. Yes. Oh yeah. So it's an excellent investment to do something like that. Um, solar and, and insulation kind of go hand in hand, like like it does with HVAC. Sure. And, right. and Brock, you also do you do attics, not just crawl spaces, right? Yes, sir. So you do you do on top of the house as well as below the house. Yes, we're okay. a full insulation company, spray yeah. foam all the way down to blown in fiberglass insulation. Lately this week, it's been everybody in the attic. Hmm. Every single employee of of his company. It, it's is been in the attic. It's been tough, and a lot of customers are saying, "Well, when were you? When were you guys uh, arrive in the morning?" Uh, yeah, six o'clock. Six six thirty to seven a.m. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, can they come at nine? No. Yeah. They're, well, we're not even awake yet. And I said, yeah. "Well, we don't want my guy passing out at one in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, we can't work all day in the attic, so we're afforded windows. Yes. And we yes. want to get out there as early as possible to do as much as we can during that period before it gets too hot and unbearable. Go home, come back the next day, and keep going yeah, right well, it's like out of the farm i start mowing about 11 11 30 at night yes my uh, tractor has lights because at yep. six o'clock when the store closes and i get home yeah it's, it's still too hot miserable yeah, it's unbearable yeah. but but you know thank goodness for headlights and a, and a good tractor and you know we keep moving forward so and yeah no, no I agree neighbors with you. nearby right yeah. no neighbors nearby but yeah. that you know i i agree with you those people that that want brock you know, or comfort first to come out. Yeah. If they can be a little bit more tolerable about the time limits on when these folks can come out, yeah. they're going to get service a lot faster mm-hmm. and a lot more efficient than if they say, no, you've got to be here between 12 and 4 p.m. Yeah. Can't do it. You know, it's a great thing about HVAC is they're already miserable. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah. They can't take it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. Right. When, when we tell them, our project managers say, you know, we've got crews that – they load up at the shop at five thirty, six o'clock. They're yeah, on the road. Right. They're going to be at your house six thirty. Right. They're like, yeah, they can come tomorrow. They can come tonight if they want to get started. I mean, yeah, yeah, heck yeah. yeah. That's and, right. Because we, our guys, we try to get them out of the attic by eleven, eleven thirty. Sure. Oh, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. a complete installation as much as possible. So. All right. So we're going to produce a bunch of T-shirts. Say, uh, the great thing about HVAC is that people are. S- already miserable <laughs> signed to joel worsham comfort first eating and cooling yeah. <laughs> we can I, make your life less miserable how oh, about that good, good. That's, that's, better. A, that's, a great that's right all right we got a question or two for jeff hastings from burke brothers hardware coming up next on fm 98.5 am 680 wptf FM 98.5, AM 680, yeah. WPTF, the radio program where the conversation during the commercial never needs stops. To be, well, it it's needs always to be, better on the during the during the commercial, isn't it? You guys are so <laughs> funny that they go, we go to commercial break and they're, I got a question for you. Oh, let me ask yeah. you. All right. So Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware is here. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. And it's Joel that asked, Jeff, when is seed season? When, when is weed season? Weed season is from April fifteenth to November first, roughly. It's after the it's after the last frost, right? And up until the first frost. And because what I was telling Joel is, weed seed just by nature, yeah, um, is very very light and airborne. 
And so if your neighbors that are up to an eighth of a mile away yeah. don't care as much as you do, right? and they've got the mower and, and the, the flap that's on the side of the mower, they've lifted it up because they don't want that that heavy trail of grass beside the mower. Yeah. They lift that up, and all of a sudden, all that seed that they've allowed because they don't mow the grass but every two or three weeks, yes, it goes airborne, and heaven knows where it's going to stop, especially but on a windy day. And some of these, most of it stops in Joel's neighbors. I mean, Joel's yard. Yeah, I, I, I go to I go to Burke Brothers. Yeah. I don't know what I get. I just walk in. And he t- he grabs the two bottles and gives them to me, <laughs> and I mix them when I get home, and I spray. And I, I I've gone through like probably three different times i've done that yes but but what we do is on his shoes are seed from the weeds yes. from my farm so. <laughs> and i am just i spray all the time and, and my, my wife tells me she's like do we need because you know we don't know right and she's like do we do this all the time but here's the great thing my flower bed is my mulch beds are exploding uh, yes but yeah. the plants are growing great this year right. exactly but with that weed and yeah. you got to maintain it yeah. now i know that as a homeowner uh, my yard was put in by a landscaper, and it was immaculate in March, April, May. Yeah, sure. June was. came; it was really, really kind of dry. Right. Started to yellow out a little bit. I think a little bit of the uh, uh, wheat grass started dying down. That was it was originally there from the straw of the right. new construction. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I'm starting to notice now weeds coming up in the yard, and it's been sprayed. All this good stuff. And I called, you know, I called the guy that sprays my yard, and I said, "Hey, what are we going to do about this?" And he said, "We don't do anything right now. Now's not the time. We got to wait until the fall." Is is that accurate? Well, it, it's it's a catch twenty two. If you don't have an irrigation system, and I don't, <laughs> the the drawback is that that grass can be susceptible to weed killers if they're desperate for water. Sure. Mm-hmm. However, given our latest weather pattern, weather pattern yeah. where uh, you know we're sitting here looking at at a forecast where we're about to get rain in about an hour, I'll, I'll say I don't necessarily agree with that philosophy. Well, um, I was wondering and, that. And but but a lot of the commercial guys are yeah. going to say that because the the weed killer has to be on the plant because it works through the leaves. It needs to be on there for about six hours before rain hits it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of a catch-22. If, if if we know a storm's coming in that evening. That's right. If you're doing it, if the homeowner's doing it, then just look at the pattern. Yeah. And I always tell people you don't want to do it between 10 and 2. No. Because weed killers, anything that you put on the yard, anything you spray anywhere on a plant has to stick to the plant. And the easiest way for the commercial companies or the, the, the companies that manufacture the chemicals, yeah. the easiest way to get it to the stick to the plant is through an oil immersion. Mm-hmm. So if you take a, a chemical and you spray it on the plant between yes. 10 and 2, it's just like you or I or anybody here yeah. taking baby oil, putting it on our bodies at 10 o'clock and walking out into the parking lot. Sunburnt. <laughs> And, and you're going oh. to end up frying some of the early vegetation that you want to protect. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, once the dew is dried, which in the humidity that we have right now, I was yeah. out in the yard an hour before we got here. And it's my, still wet. I'm, I'm still soaking wet yeah. with my feet. Yeah. But about five to seven, I'll say, if you want to do something on your own, five to seven p.m. is about the best time to do it. Right. But read the label. A lot of the the 
Roundup products or the glyphosate products now are rain safe within an hour. Yeah. So, you know, listen to PTF. Right. Look at the radio. Look at, you know, look at your phone. If you're not seeing weather for an hour, go ahead and spray. So that, that stuff that you got me that gave me that I'm spraying in my mulch beds where I spray my mulch. Right. Can I use that in my guard with my fes- in my yard with my fescue? I mean, I see, like, I've got, like... If it's, if it's labeled for broadleaf weeds, yeah. then yes, sir. How about that? Yeah, you okay. certainly can. All right. I didn't know that. All right. <laughs> I yeah, a, broad, a broadleaf weed, if you, look at, if you look at a plant, and yeah. if the veins of the plant, like a grass, they're parallel. Right. That's a, that's a monocot. If you look at it, and it looks like the fingers on your hand, and it just sort of splits off, like, you know, trees or whatnot. Sure. That's a dicot. Any of that stuff that spreads like your hand is a broadleaf weed. Okay. Anything that is runs in parallel is a grassy weed. Okay. And so, like, Roundup's going to kill everything. Uh, a lot of the broadleaf weed killers are only going to kill that stuff with the the venation, if you will, of things that look like your hand or look like a tree. Okay. I'll I had try a fellow, I had a fellow putting a short walkway in the back of my house. We had to angle it away. They, the yard was terribly uneven, and he had to he put in the walkway so that I wouldn't trip over the clumps of grass and weeds that they're out there in the yard. He didn't kill the grass first. Now I've got grass coming up through the walkway. It's 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 um describe the walkway. It's deck quality wood. Okay. Right. And he didn't kill the grass. Now the grass is coming up between. Okay. What do I spray in there? Well, you, two ways. Um, yeah. You can go with a glyphosate product that will top kill everything. Okay. Um, and then there's a product that the the commercial name is called Primatol. Primatol. Uh, Primatol. P-R-A-M-I-T-O-L. Um, okay. And Joel Joel's company probably uses it. It is a it's a soil sterilizer. Yeah. Um, the the beginning of that product was for things that Comfort First would use when they're putting down a, a an air conditioning unit outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't want grass growing up into the, you know, into the around unit, the unit yeah. around the unit. Right. You put that product down and it sterilizes that soil for at least a year. And oh, it's yeah. available liquid or granular. Uh, but you can do that. You just have to be careful because it doesn't know that the edge of your walkway is where it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. And oh, so does. where the where drainage happens, oh, yeah. it potentially can harm it. everything downstream from there. So best suggestion for homeowners yeah. for something like that is just using using a glyphosate product, but but read the label. And that's the key I tell people is if it says two ounces to the gallon, put two ounces to the gallon. Yeah. Four ounces to the gallon is going to do absolutely nothing except harm things downstream. Right. If you use something and I'll tell a lot of people, if if you're indecisive about how to do it, buy the ready to use and just do it that way. Amen. So font is not my not my favorite word in the English language because <laughs> all of that stuff written on the side of the container tiny. is really tiny, <laughs> and it's about forty seven pages it's, long. It's thick. It, I mean, it's a book. I went. He he opened it up and he read the pages, folded the page <laughs> for me, and says, just, "There you go. That's right. that's the page you need to read, y'all." That's it. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> it's about who you know. It, well, no, it's also like you know Joel says about the air conditioning unit. You get the air conditioning unit, and they 
they walk away and they they're experts at what they're doing yeah but the homeowner sometimes is like you know glassy-eyed about two-thirds into the way of the discussion and They've just got to make sure that they turn down page number 37 about how to use a thermostat so yep. that they don't freeze up the unit. So That's right. We it's, all about, it's, all about, it's all about the people that you deal with. And, and Joel and myself, I think, have the same quality employees. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that when the customer leaves, not only do they have the right product, but they also have the right information and the resources to go with that product. Yes. And that's like with generators – and we all we've all experienced this, whether it's an HVAC system, uh, anything mechanical. Yes. You get it installed, whether it's on your car or at your house. Yep. Even if a deck, you know, and the carpenter saying, "Okay, you need to let this wood dry out for about six months or, or so before you put any stain or polyurethane on that way yes. it absorbs it." Yes. Right. We're hearing two two or three sentences, and we're retaining that, right? Yes. But when you install a mechanical device like an HVAC system or a generator, there's there's an 80 page, 80 page book or more that you, you need to read. Sure. sure. Well, I still don't I still don't know how to operate some of the things in my home. Over over our experience with our generator customers because it's not an everyday component. All right. Well, this is making your home great on WPTF. Making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. In studio, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, the generator division, and Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware, and we've got a gift certificate for Cape Fear Seafood Company. Call us up, either myself or the guys or Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Uh, Got a question? 919-860-9783. Caller 1 gets the certificate, as long as you got a decent question. Joel, what is the? Uh, well, no, I'm. I'm a one of decent. You know, I got you. What What do you use a What do you use a generator for? Well, Joel, what's the, the answer to the question? What do you use a generator for? I want to have power when I don't have power from the power company. All right. So what's the What's the process? You pick up the phone, talk to Joel. Get us out there, uh, me or a, another project manager, and we'll go out there. We'll do a load calculation, uh, which will determine the electrical load that we need to deliver. For the needs that you're wanting to sustain during a power outage, um, you know, it's electrical calculation, and then we'll do a, a, a gas evaluation as far as capacity and flow, and uh, then we look at placement of the generator, and then yeah. once we kind of get all that together, we, we present to you what our what our package is. You, you know, you'll have multiple uh, uh, sizes that you can kind of work with, with as far as what do you want to control when you want to control it as far as a power power outage right. uh, of your appliances and uh other than that after that it's just a matter of uh, moving forward with the contract and and the and permits which could take some some jurisdictions we get permits the next day some yeah. jurisdictions we yep. take two or three weeks to get if not longer uh and if there is a certain jurisdiction that we do require some type of uh, plot plan uh we'll go over in detail of what needs to have what we need to have as far as information for that. So on load management, go what goes into that calculation? Well, load it's it's an it's an it's an electrical evaluation uh, engineered by the uh, National Code Book. Okay. Yeah. And uh, basically, we're sitting there looking at kilowatt per demand, kilowatt use. What is a hundred percent demand? What is forty percent demand? Uh, same calculation they determine that the power company determines 
of the utility of, of uh, power that they need to deliver to your home. It's just basically a, a sheet that we, we go by, and that gives us what the kilowatt load is for the house if right. we're doing the whole house. Right. Obviously, some of the houses are larger than what the capacity of generators that are out there. Right. Um, and then some houses are so large that we may have to have a, an industrial-type generator to control everything. Yeah. But we can typically use load management, which is basically what I call time clocks, and bring on certain heavy loads in certain timing yeah. of usage, and we are able to share that kilowatt of an appliance that you're not using 100%, but you're only using, say, 20% of the time. We can steal those kilowatts away from that appliance and apply it to an air conditioner on the second floor right. for 80% of the time, which will still get you, may not get you to 68 degrees, but it'll get you to 70 degrees. Sure. And, and I know... When Joel is talking about this kind of stuff, I, I understand that a lot of this goes over your 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 normal customer's Correct. head. Yep. It does. But what Joel is saying here is he's talking about the top floor air conditioner, right? How many of us have a very hot bottom floor? Okay. Right? We might have two systems. Sure. But the bottom floor is typically cool. The top floor is very hot. Okay. So what Joel is saying here is why don't we move the power to the upstairs air conditioner instead of using the downstairs air conditioner? The point is there's a lot of science and math that goes into this, and you want to make sure the guy that's hooking up the system understands how it works across the board mm-hmm. yeah. and what is the most efficient way to get power to the most important items in the house when you need it the most. It's not easy. This is not an easy thing, hooking up a whole house generator. Right. Now, is this load management necessary? It, it, most houses, there is a need for some type of load management. Absolutely. There okay. There's certain jurisdictions that we have to validate that calculation with the, per, this, the inspector when they come out, that we have designed this to be safe, that we have not overloaded the system, right. we've not overloaded the generator, and the customer is not going to have a, a failure because of uh, inability to, to maintain. Right. Now, there is a lot of people out there, some jurisdictions, they don't require that. They put that responsibility back on the, back on the contractor to say, hey, if you're going to install this, you've got to be responsible for it. But it's just a validation factor. And we always turn our load calculations with that proper load management, all that engineering that goes yes. over to not only the inspection department, but it goes into the package towards the homeowner because the reason why we all live in these houses three, four, five, ten years, and we yes. may change. We may add a, we may have a new HVAC air condition installed upstairs. Yeah. Is it the same kilowatt usage of the one that was replaced? I don't know. But you have that sheet, and then you can sit there and say, hey, I need to get Joel back out here and reconfigure this and just to make sure that that generator is going to be able to handle what we've just done here. All right. We've got Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware, and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and Bob in Raleigh. Welcome to the show, Bob. Well, thank you, Dave. You're welcome. What's cooking? I have a question for Jeff. Yes. But first, I got a quick item for Brock. Okay. Yes, uh, sir. And then a short song. The, when you were talking about the sofa cushions yes. earlier. Yes, with Rhonda. Yes, sir. Yeah. Were you talking about cushions that have a zipper that opens up and you pull out the foam or whatever yes yes i am okay well i i wish i could remember the name i can't but i've got a couch that's 30 years old 
in beautiful shape, microfiber kind of material, mm. but it got saggy. And I found this guy, he's on Yonkers Road, that's all I remember for sure, a place that does fixing up your cushions. Yeah. And they had a choice of how firm you wanted the stuffing. Yeah. And I picked out something, and I was thrilled with what I got back. Well, I appreciate that. Um, Good. Yonkers Road, I'm assuming that's AFC upholstery. That could be it. Yeah, they're over there on Yonkers Road, and that was one of the uh, one of the companies that was recommended to me as well. So I very much so appreciate that. Okay, it's kind of a nondescript place. Yep. But but they do know their stuff. All right, Bob. What else? Okay, Jeff. Yes, sir. Uh, I got a question. Well, first, let me tell you, I got to thank you personally for having donated uh, generously a gift card to the Umstead Coalition's annual fundraiser, you know, run, walk, bike thing that was on the silent auction. Oh, that's well, great. thank you. Yeah, we, we're, we're a big fan of the Umstead. Oh, well, that's good enough. Okay, to my question. Got a Wilmington grill. Unfortunately, it's one of the original models. This predates the Ridge Vent and uh, stainless burners, what have you. One of the burners quit working. Okay. I, I I tried to examine it as best I could. I ended up pulling it out. It's got signs of mud dauber mud. Yeah. Like like the uh, in the hollow part of the plastic control valve handle yep. was just full of this, and it's like a rock. And then some of the air intakes have that tan color showing also. The unit, I mean, if I, I can pull out the valve and I can run a, you know, a, a bottle brush down the tube, but I can't make it go around 90 degrees to get to the burner. So my question is, do I need to get, what should I do, basically? Uh, I know there's a kit. I talked to one of your guys in the store. I actually saw him earlier today, and he looked at it, and he said, we got a kit. All right, hang on, Bob. He's got a question. He's got an answer for you. Okay. Yeah, so your your burners are the old cast iron burners. And right. and good news uh, is that even though Wilmington Grill has gone through a couple of owners since then, the basic platform of that grill has not changed. And so the, the best advice I can give would be to upgrade with that new burner kit. And we will sell you the kit outright. Um, we can come out and put it on, and we don't charge a boatload to, to put it on as long as you live within Shelton distance. And the new burners are cast stainless steel, and they are warranted for life, which means the life of the grill, not the life of you. And okay. so they, they're there forever. It's my only choice is to get the whole $350, I think it is, kit. That would one of the other burner works fine. The other burner works fine for now, right? But yeah. the problem is, if you go with a cast stainless on one side and a cast iron on the other side, I really don't think you'll be happy. Yeah, neither does your guy at the store today. Yeah, so if you if you look at the lifetime, your grill is about twenty six years old. Yeah. Uh, and so if you look at, at at the cost of the grill over the last twenty six years. And then you look at a cast stainless burner set going forward. Yeah, that cast stainless burner kit's about half of what a 
I'll say a Weber grill would cost today, oh. and and you're getting a, a, a burner kit that's going to last, you know, forever, uh, at least as far as and and if it were to fail five, seven, ten, fifteen, what a years from now, yeah, Wilmington Grill is going to make it good, and and as us being a dealer for them, we're going to assure you that it's that we will make it good no matter what the time span is. All right. Sounds like a game plan. All right, Bob, thank you. Okay. Thank yeah, the, you only, thanks, Bob. the only thing we want to make sure is if, if we don't ask you, we try to make it the last question we ask you is, is your grill propane or natural gas? So when you come in, just make sure you, you tell us because the orifices are different for propane or natural gas, and we want to oh, make yeah. sure that you've got the right, right set up when the time comes. Okay, will do. All right, Thanks, Bob. Bob. All right, hang on. I'm going to put you on hold. Just make sure we've got uh, the information on how we're going to get to you. A Cape Fear Seafood coupon for $25. Thank you, Bob. Uh, telephone number 919-860-9783. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. And Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Uh, Jeff, I got a question. Far away. I had, had a question about Creeping Charlie. I understand that this is some sort of weed. Mm-hmm. Well, remember that a, the definition of a weed is any plant growing where you don't want it to grow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, a pine tree in the middle of the yard is a weed. Okay. So let's, right. let's be honest. But okay. There, there are people out there that I will guarantee you absolutely love the fact that Creeping Charlie is at the back end of their yard because they, yeah. don't, have to, they don't have to plant. They don't yeah. have to seed they don't have to fertilize yeah and it, it and they're it, it's great for certain segments of, of nature but yeah so you got creeping charlie i don't have creeping charlie my fellow oh, okay. here fellow here works at the radio station okay. does. all right um how do we get rid of it uh, again go back to that broadleaf weed killer yeah uh, but what you want to do is you want to add what's called a surfactant uh creeping charlie has and i can go into some detail if you really want to about what the what the mechanism is yes but they, they're what we would consider to be hairy. And so the liquid mm. doesn't stick very well to their leaves. So you want to add a surfactant. Yeah. And that surfactant, again, going back to like the oil, yeah, it's something that makes sure that that chemical sticks to the leaves. And you want to spray it. And then you want to come back about 10 to 14 days later, later and spray it again. Yes. Because the way that it grows is it throws down roots about every six to ten inches. Yeah, five or ten minutes too. Right, and so yeah. it will either that or kudzu. But you want to, if you want to <laughs> spray it, spray it, and then spray it again about ten to fifteen days later. Yeah. And with two applications, you should should pretty well take care of it. Okay, so you've advised against putting in kudzu in my property. <laughs> uh, if you've it. got if you've got some goats, then plant all the kudzu you want to. Without right. goats, then I would advise against it. All right, very Is that good. right? Goats yeah. like it, huh? Goats do like it. Goats okay. do like it. All right. So we've got Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling on Making Your Home Great, along with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Dave Alexander, who doesn't have a company. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Right. Kudzu, kudzu elimination. There you go. So you'd have plenty could, of business yeah, i can tell you that be, be careful what you what you advertise no, because no, no guarantee on the phone's going to yeah. start ringing yeah. and right now 
goats are us. Yes, there you go. That's right. So we were at least halfway through the process with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. We've done a load examination on mm-hmm. my house, a load estimate. And then we're going to put a pad down, right? This is a beautifully installed, permanent-looking thing that's smaller than an air um, it's about the same size of an air conditioner. Same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. And it looks good. Yeah. We put down uh, what we call hurricane pads. Uh, these are pads that I get from Florida. They are gel pads um, with a composite finish Yes. Uh, versus the concrete overlay over styrofoam. Um, and the only reason we, we choose those is because of the look. You know, years later, coming back around to that generator, yeah, it doesn't deteriorate, it doesn't crack, it doesn't chip. If the lawnmower hits it, uh, you know, if you're on a, not everybody has a flat level spot around the side of the houses. Let's let's face it, we're we're seeing homes built everywhere, right? Uh, sometimes oh, yeah. sometimes we have to build retaining walls. Uh, sometimes we have generators that are in flood zones here in in the in the city limits of Raleigh or Durham, and we have to yeah. uh, elevate the generator with with we have some great. Uh, what we call gorilla stands. Uh, they're actually made in Wilmington area. Yeah. Um, and they're just like a, a concrete base footer with a, a cast, uh, a steel with a, um, what do you call it? Uh, the, High beams? The, the, the spray uh, polymer finish on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's lifetime warranty on that. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's a clean look. You know, you have gas. Um you know, we, do we have to upsize the meter? We'll we'll talk to you about that as far as coordinating that with the u- utility company, the gas utility company. Uh, is your propane tank large enough to handle the capacity of, of, of runtime? Right. What is the length of runtime are you wanting? That's the other thing to consider is what it, when you do get a generator, we see it over and over again. We see somebody out there with a 125-gallon tank. Yeah. You don't have days on that. You've got hours. Oh, yeah. And depending on the time of the year – if that if that gas is uh, condensating and they're freezing in the tank and you don't have it, it's not transitioning. Yeah. You have hours, and so uh, one thing that we always talk about is capacity. What what's the length of time are you wanting to achieve on a power outage? Right. And and everybody and this ties back to the solar. The thing about solar is, if you don't have inverters and batteries, you don't have backup power. Right. You don't. It only works when the power company's working. Yep. Okay. If you do have batteries, batteries are what twelve thousand dollars for a bank of batteries? Yeah. Okay. So, and those batteries lifetime is less than seven years. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. They're, if they're if and the other thing about batteries is if you don't drain them down, charge them up, drain them down, charge them up, drain them down. Yeah. Their their the length of time of, of outage is shrinking. They get a memory. Yes. Well, yeah. it's it's basically a charging rate and a discharge rate. Okay. It's, okay. So the the thing that you have to but is that going to give you your air condition? Is that going to give you your well pump? It may give you your air condition if it's an inverter, yeah, an inverter technology type air conditioner for a period of time. But the longer you run on it, the faster the batteries discharge. If you're on a septic grinder, I don't think you're going to be able to get a lot of length of time on that. Again, a motor-driven appliance that's under a load is going to draw a lot more amps right. of a duration than, say, a, an inverter that's on a variable speed system. So... Uh, we all communicate that with that homeowner to kind of make sure that they understand what is their best option. And, and most people say, well, I don't lose power but just for a few hours here oh, and there. Yeah. Those yeah. people in Moore County th- said the same thing, and they lost it for five days because of a, a right. bad event. Right. So 
we're just one storm away for it being a bad event. And you've had a fair number of storms lately. The storm activity has picked up tremendously, and I'm yeah. very thankful for it. Well, <laughs> but, uh, no, in a way, of course you are, yeah. because it inspires people to realize sure. and electricity it, does not come out of the wall. That's right. And, and I think that, that, that Joel's company is more than willing to work with a propane company that the you know so joel's company doesn't sell propane right that's right right but joel's company is willing to work with that company to find out is that tank large enough mm-hmm. right and do they need to based on power outage and and susceptibility do they need to look at more frequent fills in power situations or you know make sure that they know that that home has a generator yes or do they need to go with a bigger unit based on what joel's putting in in the house yeah and i always will communicate that to the homeowner if they don't have a monitoring system not only on the generator but on the on the fill of the tank yeah invest in that it's very very little in dollars to to do that uh and that guarantees you that power that propane company is going to come and fill um and then we are we are in an area where we have a lot of restrictions with hoas looks of tanks where can they be what can they you know sure and we're limited obviously um but we will work with that propane company, and if you don't have a propane company and you don't know who to call, right? I'll actually give you ten people to call. Oh, good. That we work with. That we have a relationship. We know what type of work. It doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter if you're in Charlotte. Doesn't matter if you're in Wilson. Doesn't matter yeah. if you're in Greenville, Durham. I've worked with just about eighty percent of the propane companies out Joel, there. Joel knows a guy. And, and, sure. I know and, a guy. and the benefit is a propane company. We we sell propane at the store. We yeah. refill tanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The propane company wants to put that meter on your tank yeah. so that they don't have to deal with waiting for a phone call to find out that, oh, you're at 5%. Yeah. You know, like at the store, they asked us what the setting was, and our setting is at 30% for our tank at the store. Sure. And I think I've had to call them twice in the last yeah. year. Because, so, because, you know, now all of a sudden I look out the back door and they're filling tanks and we're not having to pay employees to go out and look at the tanks every day. And Joel's customers don't have to go look at their tanks. Right. If, if they allow the propane company to do what they, what the propane company really wants to do. Yeah. I've had one customer who did not invest, unfortunately, in that tank monitoring. Yeah. Unfortunately, he would call me like twice a year. Hey, my generator is off. And I'd say, yeah, you got propane. <laughs> oh yeah, they came and they came and filled it two yeah. days ago. Okay, yeah, sure. And I drive out there. And it's not a close ride. I mean, it's like right. an hour and a half yeah. drive. And I get out there, and his tank's on zero. Right. He just and I'm like, man. And that's like running your car out of gas. Yeah, I'm like, you don't, you, you don't can't want, do that. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to empty your propane is tank there, ever. No, you can't do that. Please tell me, is there a little meter that you can put in line? Because it, you know what I'm saying, just a little tiny fill or no fill. Well, it's a cell phone. It, it's no. It's not that big. And, yeah. the, and the, right meter, the, the meter, you know, to your point, is yeah. there's a meter sitting on top of every homeowner's tank. Yes, I got one. All you got to do is walk outside and take a look and at to it. Open oh, the well, lid. It. But it's too much work. Right, but if you if you put that little RF unit or allow the propane company to put that RF yeah. RF unit on it, and and the homeowners, uh, you know, unless I'm unless things have changed. The homeowner can gauge what they want that refill set to be. That's right. And like for us, we set it at 30% of the store. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Because our our supplier is only a half mile down the road. That's right. But yeah, if if that propane supplier is an hour away, 
Yeah. Then and they set it at forty percent. They're probably safe, but if they don't have anything, yep, they're unsafe from word one, and they're going to pay Joel for a a travel call. What we always tell customers if they're on propane, depending on the time of the season, yeah, is when you really need to adjust when you want that thing that tank to be filled. Yeah. If right. you're in if you're in wintertime and you are heating your home with propane and yeah. you have a generator on there. I want that automatic refill at sixty percent. Right. Yeah. I don't want to go below fifty because that may be that moment where you're trying to heat your home and run that generator, and it's going to be sucking the gas down pretty quickly. Yeah. And and the propane company wants that. They want that. They business. want that. They want the business because they want that to be on their route. That's sure. correct. Rather than driving a truck from Out point A to point B yeah. for an, uh, you know. That truck that has to, I mean, Joel that has to drive an hour out of his way right. to go to that customer, the propane company probably has to drive at least 30 to 45 minutes for that same thing. So yep. they want they yeah. want the exact same thing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. If you live in Middlesex, you got to plan ahead for your propane delivery. And I, there's another and place in propane. There, there's another one in Middlesex. They'll, they'll fill I know it a guy it. over yeah. there. Gotta, I've got four generators literally in right in Middlesex. Yep. And uh, we actually hooked up with a propane guy out of Lizard Lick. Oh, he's good. phenomenal, and yeah. he services that area. Yeah. Uh, because one thing about Middlesex, there wasn't many vendors to choose from. Sure. Uh, but I found a I found a, a propane vendor out of Lizard Lick area, and he will come to Middlesex. <laughs> Absolutely. But now he's got four customers, four yeah. or five customers. We got we, so, yeah. we got we got in touch with him. Got four yeah. customers. We we don't have any time at all, but we got to mention how do we get in contact with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. You're going to call 919-777-1777, uh, and you're going to get into the generator installation uh, uh, tab, or you yep. can go to www.yourcomfortfirst.com. That's yourcomfortfirst.com. And Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. You are located? 5227 Hillsborough Street, quarter of a mile past the fairgrounds coming from Raleigh. And, and your number? And number 919-851-1211. All right. And Brock Emmons, Triangle Radiant Barrier. Just go to triangleradiantbarrier.com. And that's making your home great. AM 680 WPTF.